0: Hey you, it's your host Sharon Lin and this has Come Along. For today's show, I had the great pleasure of chatting with Bao Bao Chen and Tim Cole of Small Island Big Song. We will get to know more of them later in the show, but hey, you might want to write this down right here, right now. So, Small Island Big Song will be having a major performance on April 16th at the National Concert Hall in Taipei. This is a very exciting news because they're part of this year's TIFA. Taiwan International Festival of Arts this year. If you love a good music performance and really powerful storytelling, this is a performance for you. Tickets are available online and go grab yours before it's too late, before they're sold out. And at the end of today's show, we will enjoy one of their beautiful songs together, of course. So without further ado, let's hop right in. Hello there, welcome back to Come Along. I'm your host, Sharon Lin, and today we have two wonderful guests in the studio. Well, not in the studio, we're actually recording this remotely, but I can see their wonderful faces on my Google Meet right here. So today we have Bao Bao Chen, the co-founder and producer of Small Island Big Song, and Tim Ko, also the co-founder and the artistic director of Small Island Big Song, here with us. Say hi. Hey, hello everyone. Hi. Ni hao. Hello. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you. No, thank you for spending time here. I know you're really, really busy these days because um, you are actually having a performance at the National Concert Hall in Taipei very soon, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. We're actually preparing, sitting at our studio, preparing for this concert on the 16th of April. Wow. Um, this show is a result of uh, eight years work
0: wow.
1: that's you know it's part of the small and big song project but it, I think it's more than that it, it has a story that uh, connects Taiwan and,
0: and the, the, the bigger Oceania region yeah and I'd love to talk to you more about all the collaborators and artists you work with could you introduce a little bit like who is or who are small island big song
1: um small island big song is a is a project that Tim and I, we started in 2015 and originally we had this idea because um, I went to Australia for working holiday in 2012 and I met Tim at my first job, Uh, actually it's like, uh, like collecting rubbish at a f- music festival, mm-hmm. and Tim was the sound engineer at that festival. And, you know, we just click. Yeah, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> yeah. and, and and we, be, we began our relationship. And one of, one of the first things we did together was um, making a film, a, a documentary in Vanuatu. It's an island nation in the sa- uh, South Pacific. And I still remember, you know, we arrived, and the chief of the village looked at me and, and, and then asked me, um, where are you from and I said I'm from Taiwan and he said oh I know Taiwan my ancestors come from Taiwan I was like do you really know where Taiwan yeah. is mm-hmm. or or you, you think about Taiwan like maybe Thailand you know yeah, we a lot get of that people. all the time <laughs> but then he started to share these seafaring connections actually originated in Taiwan around 5,000 years ago um, and spread across the the Pacific, the Indian, Indian Ocean, like right down to Madagascar near the coast of Africa and Rapa Nui, Easter Island, in clo- close to South America. Mm. And all these, these regions share this common heritage, similar language. And of course, like throughout the, the years, we've discovered they actually share lots of instruments, food, um, cultural elements, so it's it's been an amazing eight years journey, um not just like creating music, but but trying to find these cultural connections that mm-hmm. everyone share and forming this this family, you know, across the ocean. Okay.
0: I do have an album right here. This is your most recent album, and the, the design is just really, really pretty. So it is called Our Island. And um, the songs in here are just, I, I couldn't really find words to describe how, well, first of all, beautiful and powerful and hopeful I, I felt from your work. Mm-hmm. So huge congratulations. So Thank um, you. Yeah, so actually um you mentioned that you uh, collaborate with many artists and musicians um in many different places. So from what I know so far, uh, there are more than 50 members participating in Small Island Big Song across the globe.
1: Yeah, and across um 16 different island nations. Yeah. You know, including a lot of indigenous Taiwanese musicians, Madagascar, yeah. So basically, the Mauritius. region
0: that's um, yeah. related um, referred to as the region of the Austronesian languages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So, how did you find these collaborators?
2: See, uh, when we had the idea to do this, we wanted to help tell stories from this region, the Pacific and Indian Ocean, and and one of the motivations, actually, principal motivations, hearing the United Nations report into climate change. And we thought, well, what can we bring to this issue as music producers? And and this is where we had put this idea together of working with people that share this Austronesian heritage. And I'd been working uh, for like two decades with different musicians in the Pacific. So we knew some people to begin with. We were in Taiwan connecting with mus- indigenous musicians here. And uh, really we just began by recording songs with artists like in nature, and then sharing those songs with other artists on their islands, mm. you know, listening back on headphones for them to add an overdub and recording another song, and and we really just kept traveling for about three, four years.
0: Wow!
2: Uh, right across this whole region, and when when we began, it, like it's a huge story and an impossible one for two people to to go and travel doing their own. But we thought, well, it's it is a huge story and it's an important story because it's. It's our relationship to the ocean and the islands. And these people carry the songs, the stories. Mm -hmm. So we just kept working at it and and eventually covered like a, a lot of the region and Meeting artists as we went and finding them on YouTube at festivals. yeah,
0: Wow, yeah. and listeners, um you can actually go on YouTube. so there are many beautiful music videos that you can find uh, of the songs, our small island big song. and it's it's really, really beautiful, and the music is amazing. And Tim, you mentioned that nature sounds are are a huge part of your like your creation yeah. process. Um, during this project. So I'm really curious, how did you capture the sound and what was the recording on site looking like? Well,
2: that was, that was absolutely a, like a theme of this whole project is that it's about our relationship to our environment, to nature. So we went to record in nature and we asked the artists, you know, that represent the you know, sort of indigenous traditional custodians of these islands to take us somewhere that's really special for them to record so when we're recording you know it's on the beach it's yeah it's, you're right there okay the we're in uh, we're in a forest we're in a rainforest we're in the mangroves and and so those sounds can't help but sort of coming into the microphones and
0: then i have uh, to ask you do you have any i'm sure you do what's the most unforgettable outdoor recording session that you just couldn't forget the challenging ones uh, or the <laughs>
2: so often like we we are pinching ourselves thinking that like here we are on, on the Kulubed River up in the highlands of Borneo, recording like oh. Elena Moranga. This river is beautiful on the um, on the volcano, a rim of a volcano with uh, Kakui Kanakahali, active
1: one. In, yeah, active
2: in, in Hawaii. In Hawaii, and she said if How you go that? to record it it has to be there. And at sunrise, it was it was stunning and also incredibly windy, but. There were lots of challenging moments, and mm. I had to ask uh, Kakui. I said, "Excuse me, excuse me. I have to." And I grabbed the lapel mic and actually poked it down inside her her jumper, her sweater. So it's actually in, inside her clothing, just to get rid of the you know the wind buffeting against the mic.
0: That's mm.
2: uh, that's the wild. That's recording like on the wild side.
0: Yeah, but, but you're, you're still very determined to to basically uh, capture sound this way, right?
2: It was a statement. It's a mm-hmm. statement that our culture um, shapes the way we see nature. And in turn, our environment, nature, shapes our culture. It's like the two interact. And by going to record with these musicians that represent like the voice of nature from these places and record with them in nature in the language shaped by living there and these instruments. You know, perhaps we, we, we can know more about these places.
0: And the, and the storytelling element of, of music from Small Island Big Song is really, really powerful and moving. And I'm really curious, so where do you and your artists and musicians that you work with get inspiration for this music creation?
2: Wow, there are different sources. For our island, it was really through meeting each other and sharing stories and sharing cultural sort of stories, growing up stories, sharing stories of what people are experiencing in nature, in their environments, particularly around these issues of you know climate change. And, mm. and,
0: I want to talk about the second track on your latest album, so um, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing correctly, it's called xian my ancestor, it's Lisswar oh, this this Zanset, Zanset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, oh, it's really, really powerful. So um, we would hear uh, vocals from one of the singers, Buddha, from the Amis people mm-hmm. in Taiwan, and there is a very, very beautiful passage, I just have to read it. And this was, um, listeners just go something, something like, such a beautiful place, they took it away. What language are you speaking? I don't understand. Even if there is nothing left for us, I believe that the land and the ocean will safeguard us, and we will become part of our zuling, our ancestors. And this is really just—could you t- share, share with us a little bit more with such lyrics and what it means to the singers themselves and also to the listeners?
1: Yeah. Um. So this song, "This Was Sunset," was um we began this song during the uh, COVID mm-hmm. and Em Ling from Mauritius, she actually started the song, um, writing down some ideas and sent it to the group and us. And, um, Putad from the Amis people of Taiwan, she listened to it and then really got in tune with the, the meaning behind, behind the song. And she said, wow, um, you know, emling Ling, she's singing about the slave history in Mauritius. But although in Taiwan we don't we don't have slaves in the in the past, but our land was stolen. Yeah. It's from not like us. oppression
0: and violence.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um she was she was inspired to write something sort of echoing what emling Ling was saying. And um and then at the end of the song you'll hear a a quote from yes. Selena Lamb from Marshall Islands. There are people
0: displaced. Um,
1: yeah. And, and the reason why she's, she said that was because in Marshall Islands, their lands, their, their land is also being taken. It's being stolen yeah. by the sea level rise. So she's talking about this current issue of, of sea level rise, of climate change. Um, and the three of them, those three female singer-songwriters, they... They sort of talk about different things, but actually talking about the the relationship between human and in the environment. Mm. So I I really I really love this track. It's it's oh, yeah. one of the rare um you know moment that that you you see really beautiful collaboration between everyone. And
2: also in the music video, because the theme is like when like you the stories the people are dispossessed from their lands you know through slavery through colonization through rising sea levels mm. then the stories leave the land and the in the video clip puttar and and emlyn reclaim the those stories by climbing mm. these peaks you know by climbing to the peak and then, then then uh reaching that summit is like reclaiming their their cultures it's a really powerful moment in that in that video
0: and I feel like joy is a huge element i felt from from your music from your work and from listening to the album and even it's very interesting because the stories of the songs i find that there's often a melancholy tone message because you're talking about colonization stolen lands and violence and um, climate change and languages um, that are lost and you know uh, overtaken by so-called modern way of living life and it's it's there's a lot of sadness, but also I feel like this album is a story of hope and it, it brings out so much joy and I want to talk to you more about this, like what role does hope and joy play in your creative process and working with different artists?
2: Wow, wow. I, 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 we really, really love that you picked up on that and, and for everyone involved in this project, that's such a vital part of it. Like we do go to places of sadness and loss and but Those there's an empowerment there because the artists are supporting each other and and where they're you know producing as well to go to these places to be able to feel this loss you know for say in the ocean through coral bleaching like in lament for a dying ocean Mm. but then with the musicians supporting each other there there is a hope you know that you know through unity through action you know we can actually you know overcome these these uh, yeah. Environmental challenges, cultural challenges—not yeah. to shy from them, but they're then to be there to support each other, and that's yeah. that's the theme of the album. Is we're not pointing fingers or trying to make people feel guilty. Mm. we were all aware of these things. We're, here, we're there to give hope and inspiration and and motivate action. That yeah, we're actually yeah. we're we're capable of responding and doing things mm. and creating beautiful music in our case.
1: Yes. If you do come to see our show um, at TIFA National Concert Hall, um, there are two last two songs in the set will be the lament of the dying ocean and the festival of the living ocean. Oh, um, beautiful! The, yeah, and, and and we we I I really love this moment. Um, you know when Puta just sings out. You know, lament for. For the ocean, the, the ocean life, the marine life we're losing and you'll see, um, coral bleaching in the, in the visual design. Um, you see the, the, the coral sort of losing its color. But Mm -hmm. when the song finish, Emeline start dancing her traditional Sega dance. And while she's turning around and then, you know, with her colorful, um, skirt, the color of the coral comes back. Mm. And, and you start seeing dolphins again and the whales and other, other animals, um, in the sea. And through, through singing, through dancing and through action that we can actually bring these, this life back
0: mm. to the ocean
1: or to every, every, um, everything. So that's actually how our, our show, um, end. We, we, we want to, to end with a, um, yeah, yeah, sense of great. hope. Yeah, yeah, sense of hope.
2: <laughs> but we're not we're we are not we do not shy of going to their their sadness as well because yes, yes, we need to acknowledge that that's a reality. And mm. but then you know we, we can we can act and we all have gifts and and we have areas where we can mm. have agency and impact. Yes. And, We're music producers. So this is where we express
0: it. Yeah, like you you do things that you could bring sort of bring to the table and basically help foster positive change and what we need more in this world, honestly. You this album and also your performances that people can actually find on YouTube is really such a beautiful representation of the power of music and how At least for me, I feel that this is a process of, you know, healing from trauma and uniting um, people and just express yourself artistically as well, but also you put in so much emotion. And I feel like this is something I would love to see more in the art scene and in education, everything in Taiwan. And I'm really curious... Well, personally, I find that in Taiwan, growing up here, getting education here, I feel that many people have little or to no input about our indigenous communities and indigenous communities in different countries. And I'm curious, have you found this process frustrating? And what do you hope your work could foster a positive change in Taiwan or in the communities that you work with?
1: You know, I, I grew up in Taiwan as well, in Hualien actually, and and mm. you know, I have I had a lot of indigenous friends, and but. It's not until I went to Australia and people started to ask me, Oh, so how is Taiwan like? And you know, and, and you start start with like introducing Taiwan with bubble milk tea and yeah. Taiwan 101 and then and then after tofu. yeah and stinky tofu and then and then after a while I just realized, wow, I, I, I know little about Taiwan. And same not, not I know what you're describing, yeah. yeah. not even mention like the indigenous culture of Taiwan. And um that's why the reason i was really shocked about that that uh, chief from vanuatu he said you know when when he said my ancestors come from taiwan i have no idea um but now because of of um of this whole journey going back to different islands and and re-stic- uh, re-stic- rediscover rediscover a lot of um, cultural connections that we share with this islander community. I feel so proud to be Taiwanese and I feel Taiwan should be seen in a very different way. Mm. It's it's not just, just an island in the Pacific or a, a, a nation in Asia. You know, we have such a deep and, and strong connection with the Pacific, with the Indian Ocean. Mm. And often, you know, in the global... Um, Politics or you know geopolitics, they people people and and especially now you know people talk about the tension between Taiwan and China. But when you turn around and face ourselves towards the Pacific Ocean, there's there there's so much connection that we haven't even discovered yet.
0: Yes, and I I, re- I felt so deeply of what you said about, about because growing up here and we all know that I feel like. Like there are so many amazing things in in our history and our culture, but they never really, you know, made it to our textbooks and let alone, you know, really getting to know more and, you know, as a kid growing up here.
2: But you really think about that achievement of that Austronesian, like that seafaring heritage, when you really think at that time, this is 5,000 years ago, this is before civilizations like Egypt. The people here in Taiwan designed the first ocean-going vessels, boats. Oh. You know, and had the technology to cross the horizon, you know, not just as a mistake, but purposely. They they were confident that yeah. they could do that.
0: We're brave and people.
2: They took like technology with them, like plants, because the the mulberry paper bark, which you make tap of a cloth from, that spread, you know, the, the diversity shows it originally came from Taiwan. And even these some of these instruments we work with have been yes. shown to originally come. And language too mm. counting based counting system when we go and meet artists and they come together it's amazing to watch them count to 10 and find there are still cool. numbers after it and that that actually makes it really real and personal those moments where this, this sort of these ideas are made real mm. you know through experience of sharing music of sharing language and Hanging out together in a tour bus, traveling across America. Yeah, just
0: spending a good time because it's a huge part of any like art creative process. I feel, and I feel that very deeply. With what you both said, because I feel that many times I think we are sort of either from I don't know politicians or teachers. They while encourage kids in Taiwan to sort of. Look, look outwards to find our, you know, people that we could relate to, or to find our identity through an outsider's point of view. But echoing what you said, I feel like we maybe we should look inwards and look, you know, and find shared roots among basically our neighbors that have been around for for a really long time, and they're still thriving, and we're still thriving, and we we can find power and stories within. <laughs>